Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 good afternoon and welcome to a uh-oh is she a tropical storm or just a tropical depression now is, is she still a storm okay so welcome to a tropical storm florence edition of woods and water south carolina it's uh looks right now like she's sitting right all just north of monk's corner Right over the lakes, probably. And uh, just, man, from Fayetteville back to Wilmington, they are just getting hammered with rain. Uh, two to three inches an hour is what I was, I just heard on the uh, news. So, man, it's, uh, mm, got a, got a few, our thoughts and prayers go out to those people in North Carolina. That has got to be a horrible feeling. But, uh, we're starting to get a little rain here in upstate. It's uh, a little breezes picked up, of course. When those bands come through, you're going to have some more wind. And I got my fingers crossed that my white oak trees at the farm stay upright. But uh, when you cut timber, you you always worry about what's left, you know. And that's been four years or so, so you hope they make it. But gosh, you just mm, don't want to lose my white oaks. Of course, I <laughs> I don't know why I'm not deer hunting today. You know, today was the opening archery season, and um, you know I'm not even in the woods. Of course, I haven't even shot my bow yet this year. Tells you where my mind has been. Well, actually, my mind has been on it. I just haven't had the time for it. Life is busy. Everybody nod your head in agreement for that one. Yeah, I hear you. But uh, yeah, you're listening to Woods and Water South Carolina on ninety four five WGTK, the answer here in Greenville, and um, had a lot of stuff. Don't have any guests. Hey, if you want to call in, feel free. Call or text if you got a. If you sat in the stand this morning, how many rolls of duct tape did you put yourself in the tree with? Uh, numbers always 877-235-9405. You can text or call that one, either one. And if you got something to say about the tropical storm, about hunting season open up or whatever else, today is wide open. I got stacks of stuff that I want to get through some of it. But uh, if you've, if you've got some on your list, you've been wanting to call in and talk about, Hey, bring it. it it's a, it's an open line Saturday. How's that? No, no, we're not on Friday, so we can't say open line Friday like rush, but Saturday will work. Uh, so let's see. Um, you know, of course, with the hurricane and the rain, it doesn't look like we're going to, the amount of rain we're expecting here in the upstate, but you know, east of us, yeah, down towards the low country, yeah, you're going to have a lot of rain. Be careful. You know, you're, you're going to, the sky's going to clear up next week. Everybody's going to want to get back out. If you're in a, if you're boating, be very careful. Going to be a lot of debris in the water. Uh, DNR is urging people to stay off the water for a few days until the water comes down a little bit. Some of that debris either gets left up on the bank or makes its way down further somewhere and gets hung up. So just be very careful. Uh, the Joe Cassie Gorges roads are closed. They're supposed to open up on September the 15th through January 15th this year. So DNR has delayed those road, road openings until the 17th or 18th. And depending on the severity of the rainfall, it could be more. So keep track of that. You can go to the DNR website and find out more about that. If you want to go just down the road a little bit to uh, Lake Chatouge, 
Is that where it is? I think that's it. Gosh, I'm having a hard time these days. It's just been busy, just really busy. The Angler of the Year tournament uh, is coming up, and um, it's going to be right down the road. And you can go visit if you want to. Takeoffs every morning uh, will be, yeah, Lake Chattooge, that's it. Takeoff will be the National Anthem at 7 o'clock. Location for takeoff is the Georgia Mountain Fairgrounds. That's at Hiawassee, Georgia. Weigh-ins are going to be on stage with MC Dave Mercer and Trip Weldon at 345, the same location as takeoff, the Georgia Mountain Fairgrounds. Uh, there's an expo uh, Saturday and Sunday. You can take a demo ride on a nitro skeeter or a Triton boat, see the latest from Toyota win prizes, see the Berkeley Experience trailer, buy official bass merchandise, you know, yada, yada, whatever else. Learn more about Yamaha, TH Marine, Power Pole, and more. Sunday is Military and Public Safety Personnel Day. Bring your ID for an official Bassmaster hat. Saturday, there's no way in, but get a chance to meet all 50 of the Bassmaster Elite Angle of the Year competitors and attend seminars at Bassmaster University. So that's just right down the road there at Hiawassee, Georgia, uh, starting uh, Thursday. Is it Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Which is, uh, if you're looking for who's on there, let's see who's in the top 50 is going to be fishing this. Justin Lucas is leading. Great guy. Ott Defoe, fourth. Brent Chapman, fifth. Jacob Prosnick, sixth. Let's see what I like on here. Casey Ashley, 14th. Uh, Andy Montgomery's 20th. Wesley Strader's 24th. Like Wesley. Just a down-to-earth guy. Skeet Reese. Got to take Skeet with a grain of salt, but we had a good time together one day in the Classic. He's 30th. Swindles, 40th. Jason Christie's, 41st. Jordan Lee, 47th. Shinichi Fukai. Shin, good friend of mine, is 48th. Dustin Connell, 50th. So those are the guys you'll be able to see if you want to take a ride down the road to Hiawassee, Georgia, and watch the Angle of the Year tournament. It's coming up next weekend. I think I'm going to try to get down there Sunday. Got things, got everything, got something Thursday, can't go Friday, got a wedding to go to Saturday. Yeah, Sunday may be the only I get down there. Continuing with the calendar of events, which is brought to you by Visit Anderson Green Pine Landing Event Center, and I got to thank them later on the show. Uh, and a lot, okay, on the calendar, let me preface this. A lot of this stuff is dependent on how much rain we got here in South Carolina. So when you hear, hey, this might be good, fun to go do, you might better make sure it's still going to go. September the 23rd, the CB Visitor Environmental Education Center down in CB, South Carolina. That's just north of Charleston, Mount Pleasant, actually. Your paddle and hike adventures begins with a kited kayak tour through the Class 1 wilderness of Cape Romaine to the north end of Bulls Island. Next, to hike through Boneyard Beach and an interview interior of the island will give you a deeper understanding of the barrier island ecosystem called Coastal Expeditions 843-884-7684. That's a fun one. National Hunting and Fishing Day is coming up next Saturday. September the 22nd, and the, you can uh, take part in some free family outdoor adventure over at the South Cove County Park in Seneca, South Carolina, 9 to 3. Like I said, a fun, free family outdoor adventure, kayaking, lake fishing, archery, air rifle shooting, fly tying, casting, live wildlife and artifacts, camo, hide and seek, and much more. And this is all due to the National Hunting and Fishing Day. I think this is what they used to have at the um, World of Energy. Duke's World of Energy used to put this on. They moved it to Seneca now. National Hunting Fishing Day. Yeah, got that. Uh, third Friday, stand-up paddleboard and kayak paddling tours. 
September the 21st. This is at Table Rock State Park. Start your weekend by trying out a kayak or sup on peaceful Lake Illinois. I can never say that name. O-O-L-E-N-O-Y. Illinois. Thank you. Paul's just a wealth of information over here on the other side of the glass. Thank you, sir. Sometimes it's useless information, but I appreciate it anyway. We had a good time looking at we, we had a good time looking at uh, Samurai Cafe with Belushi before the show started. That's great. That's when Saturday Night Live was fun. Okay, back to Table Rock State Park. Uh, let's see. Learn basic paddling techniques, improve your balance, and try a variety of boats during the program offered every third Friday of the month from May through October. All boat safety equipment and paddles will be available on site. Meet at the Lake Illinois boat ramp. God, man, I'm a quick learner. Across the lake from the Table Rock Visitor Center at 11 o'clock. That's a good one. Bring what you want to eat. Swimming attire, towel, sunscreen, hat, water, shoes, or footwear that get wet. Drinking water and snacks. You need to register three days before the event. That's some good stuff. If if the water's not up too long, too far, next Saturday the 22nd. That is next Saturday, isn't it? Uh-oh. I better check that. Yeah, next Saturday the 22nd. The Savannah, uh, Saluda River Trout Unlimited chapter has scheduled a fall cleanup. Fall River cleanup. Uh, after Hurricane Florence has passed, we plan on hosting our fall river cleanup, 922, beginning at 730 a.m. Down limbs, trash, and debris that gets caught in the river. Please bring your limbers, chainsaws, gloves, and any other outdoor equipment that can help with the effort. Lunch will be served. Barbecue, by the way. And then you can contact Robert Myers, Robert at BrazilInsurance.com, or go to the Salute River TU webpage or Facebook page for more information. And that's just a few things. Like I said, check before you go. Just to make sure Florence hasn't messed any of this stuff up. Back on the other side with more Woods and Water, South Carolina. Woods and Water, South Carolina. Clemson. I'm going to step in it here. Clemson football. Are y'all going to play anybody this year? I mean, really. Get a schedule. Ooh, that ought to, that ought to ruffle some nerves. Okay. Jab for the day. Uh, I wanted to, I got a, I got a text there I'm going to respond to in just a second. But I want to, I want to, before I forget, I want to thank Visit Anderson, Lake Hartwell Country. Uh, we, they hosted the South Carolina Outdoor Press Association conference last weekend uh, i finished up my two years stint as president now i'm chairman of the board for whatever that's worth uh so but yeah they they had a they put on a great time for us uh les mccall neil paul both of them worked really hard along with their staffs and just had a good time uh, ate some good food uh, ate at the galley out at portman that was really nice had a big green egg steak dinner that was really nice and let's see, what else? We oh, went for our Lake Joe Cassie tour, which was really cool. I'm going to have them on. That, it, you think, okay, Lake Joe Cassie, big deal going around. It's a waterfall tour. And there's all sorts of little waterfall, big waterfalls. And the, the lady that we had was just really good explaining, you know, hey, this is, this is, there's a fault line in Lake Joe Cassie. Did you know that? No, I bet you did not. I taught you something. You taught me how to say Illinois. And now I told you there's a, a fault line. Look, okay, thanks. Uh, so, but had a great time. Um, Matt Shell with uh, 
Anderson County Parks did a great presentation on the um, Green Pond Landing. The construction and all it was really neat. Uh, okay, got a text here. Hey, Roger, my husband, husband just bought himself an AR-15. He's wondering about the best kind of iron sights to get for it. Iron sights. I assume you're not talking like a flip-up post and iron sight um, scope. I understand. Um, you know, Magpul does make some some pretty good iron sights for an AR M4 platform that you can get. If you're talking, are you talking? I'll tell you what, text me back. Are you talking iron sights? Or are you talking more like an EOTech, a uh, uh, red dot sight or something like that? That that would help me out a little bit. But Magpul does, if you just want some basic iron sights, Magpul makes some flip down, flip up iron sights for the rear sight. Now, the front sight static depending on if you have a flat top or a rail or, or if you have a carry handle. So kind of a little more detail if you don't mind, and I'll be happy to help you out. Uh, <laughs> hey, I got tagged in one this week, and I'm I'm going to deny this to my end days here. There was a large, a black bass caught in a lake in Anchorage, Alaska. <laughs> they are not native. So somebody asked me if I took one up there with me. I did not take one to Alaska. But, yeah, ev- yeah evidently, um, Sand Lake which is in Anchorage, They uh, there was a largemouth bass caught. So who was it? An Anchorage angler got quite the surprise on Monday night when he caught a fish that isn't normally seen in Alaskan waters, according to ADFG. And they caught a juvenile bass, not native. I did not take it up there with me, but it's kind of a neat little thing. There are no native bass species in Alaska, so this certainly is a fish not supposed to be in the lake. They set gill nets in the area the bass was caught and also took hook and line sampling. I guess they're going to try to get rid of them. But, uh, yep, not me. Sorry about that. <laughs> they got a post here, wanted dead or alive bass. They don't want you to release it. They, they, they're pretty good about uh, invasive species up there. I got to hand it. Alaska Department of Game and Fish. So, well, if you're, if you, you know, I haven't gotten a response yet. But, uh, you know, EOTech makes a great holographic site. It's a, it's a, you know, you can shatter that glass on the EOTech and it'll still, as long as that red dot is on there and you don't have to, you don't have to look through the center of it. You can offset it. They have all different models. That's probably my favorite, but there's a whole host of red dot sites out there. I mean, just a bunch of them and they're all pretty good. Mm, so really it just depends on what you want, how much money you want to spend. That's what it all boils down to. But if he's got a rail, you know, flat top rail, and he can. His options are wide open. Uh, uh, let's see. Not sure of any more details. Any info is helpful. Okay. Well, if it, is it a flat top or does he have a carry handle? Probably does. She probably doesn't know. She <laughs> he snuck it in and said, "Hey, honey, I bought a new gun." She has never seen it. Um, but yeah, if you got a flat top, you can. The, the options are endless. From an EOTech to you, you got the you got the red dot sights that are. That are really good, you know, the kind of point and shoot type sites. Um, and then Magpul has the flip downs. If you just want some iron sights, those are always good. So hope that helped out. I don't know. Let's see. Red dot sights. I've got scopes on mine, so I don't have a. Oh, Cabela's has one. I know that's out there. There's a bunch of them. Sig has it. Sight Mark, you know, $79 all the way up to 300 we have a rail. Okay, we have a rail. 
then you're then you're really then you're really just wide open. And, and what I tell you to do is is go look at them. And then again, it depends on how much you want to how much you want to spend. The red dots seem to be really popular, um, simply because it's a point and shoot. You know, don't have to line up crosshairs, anything like that, and don't have to look through a peep sight or line up the the front uh, front sight through a rear V or whatever, like on a normal open sight rifle. So, yeah, your red dot's probably the way you want to go. And like I said, I like a Eotech. That's just me. So. Have fun with it. It's a fun gun to shoot. You know, I bought one never really intending to know to use it. It was one of those political things. You know, everybody's done it. And it sat in the box for like a year and a half. I didn't touch the thing. I like, it's, it's, it looks funny. It's not, doesn't have wood on it. You know, I like a gun with wood on it. And boy, I took that thing out of the box for the first time. I shot it a few times. And now, man, the family just wears me out on ammunition with that thing. I have, to, I have to ration the number of days we go shoot it because they'll go through a couple hundred rounds of ammunition in a heartbeat. It's a fun gun to shoot. It really is. And utility, too. I mean, I use mine to coyote hunt with, and it, it does the job, although I've missed several with it. It's not its fault. It's my fault. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I have to. I can't let this go. And I got so much stuff. Yeah, I'm sitting there rambling on about whatever. If uh, Thank you for the text, by the way. Thank you for listening. And like I said, get out there, learn how to shoot it. I mean, don't let your husband have all the fun. You get out there with him. It is a fun gun to shoot. Just earmuffs are a must. Those things are loud. And, uh, just earmuffs and eye protection as always. And if you're looking for a really sh- cheap shooting bench, let me give you a tip here. Ironing board. Think about it. Ironing board's got a V net, V front to it. So it fits right up against your side, but yet you can still get the gun over the middle of the ironing board for rest. It's adjustable in height. You can add padding to it. I always use a couple pillows, but an ironing board, simple ironing board. It's portable, folds up flat. I'm just, you know, (laughs) I'm just, I'm just, you know, you know how I discovered that. I was in Chester one time and needed to shoot. I didn't have anything to shoot off of. And I saw the ironing board in the closet and went, Doo! ironing board. It's a great one. It's a great one. Adjust to anybody's height. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> Weather Channel. Anybody see, see Mike Slidell? His little snafu where he's looking like this blowing 60 miles an hour. And they're filming, filming, and his, and his photographer pulls out. And there's two guys walking behind, <laughs> standing upright. <laughs> That's funny. If, if you're on one more, and I got to get back to serious stuff here. One more. If you if you're on Facebook, go to Marty Robinson's Facebook page. Marty Robinson, the uh, <laughs> the bass angler, and look at his hurricane fishing video. It's a hoot. It's a hoot. Got to got to. Let's see. I'll do that one a little bit later on. Okay. Big news in the fishing world, and we're going to cover just a little bit of this now, and and more later. Major League Fishing announces a pro tour. So now you've got the FLW, BASS, and, and MLF, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. I want to get this off my plate, too. Uh, veterans encouraged to apply for Jackson, South Carolina. Uh, let me make sure. Let me make sure this is still. Yeah, just still got time. Okay, all right. Veterans are encouraged to apply for Jackson, South Carolina deer hunts. The South Carolina Department of Natural Resources and Cowden Plantation near Jackson, South Carolina, offering their thanks and appreciation to our military, whether you're active, retired, reserved, disabled, in memory of Thomas Kaufman by hosting two 
free deer hunts on November 30th and December the 14th. Successful, successful applicants will have lunch before the hunt, as well as the opportunity to tour Jarrett Rifle, Gun Shop, and Museum. For those interested in attending one of these hunts, please, please fill out a PDF application and email it to SCDNR First Sergeant Ben Thomas. Uh, the first 20 applications for each hunt until October 30th. Once the application is received, you'll receive a confirmation email with further, further details about the hunt. SPC, Specialist Coffin of Lexington, South Carolina, was killed in 2004 while serving during an Operation Iraqi Freedom when his Humvee was struck by rocket propelled grenades and small arm fire in Baghdad. So there you go, veterans. There's a couple of deer hunts just for you guys. Uh, let's see if there's something else I can fill in here. Did you always be careful? You know, we went to Alaska, we got bells and we wore the bells when we were hiking, you know, just so you don't surprise a bear. And frankly, the bears in Alaska, unless you're inland, are so consumed with salmon that they don't even look twice at you. But uh, a bear was euthanized up in Tennessee after the body of a missing man was, was found. Great Smoky Mountains National Park, a bear has been euthanized after searchers found the body of a man who had been missing in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park for several days. Park officials said the body of William Lee Hill, Jr., 30, of Louisville, Tennessee, was found off trail on Tuesday afternoon about two miles north of Cades Cove. Authorities say his body shows evidence of wildlife scavenging. An adult male bear remained in the area showing aggressive behavior for many hours, even as rangers worked to recover Hill's body throughout the evening after trapping the bear. Park officials said wildlife biologists recovered human DNA from it, and so they euthanized it. Wow, you just got to be careful. You just got to be careful. Knowing your surroundings, being aware, bear aware is what they call it. When you're in those areas where there are bears, you know, bells are good. Bear spray is good if you're going to be in an area where there's bears. That's always helpful. They're about $40. You can get a canister of it, and it'll... It'll do the job. I think I've told the story on here about my buddy who who maced a bear in Alaska and immediately felt sorry for the bear. So, all right, we got we're going to get on this major league fishing thing when we get back. It's big. It's going to throw some wrenches, a lot of concerns, a lot of questions, and uh, I'm not going to gossip about it. But we're going to talk about it because it's out there, and I'll get some more detailed stuff later on. Anyway, hang on through the break. More Woods and Water South Carolina on the other side. Welcome back to Woods and Water South Carolina. One more one more piece of advice for our AR platform. AT3 Tactical. Uh, Google is a, is a great thing. When you don't know... Everything you you lean on a lot. I just quickly Google best red dot sites, and AT3 Tactical came up, third or fourth article down. Just it's you know, not only does it tell you a few of the good ones, but it tells you how it works. That's more important a lot of times than the best one is to know what you're getting. But AT3Tactical.com blogs. They got a blog over here choosing the best red dot site for your AR15. Uh, how does it work? Different types of red sites, what color you want, uh, and then it kind of get, you know, best red dot sites anywhere from, from 
$99 to $846. And, you know, those things are battery-powered. So there's another thing. Some people tell me that the um, some of those batteries just don't last very long. Of course, you don't have things turned on very long either. So anyway, that's probably a pretty good article for you to uh, take a look at more information. All right, Major League Fishing. If you're not familiar, I, everybody here is familiar, I hope, with FLW and BASS, kind of the two, you know, Bass is probably a little above FLW in, uh, in I guess what you'd say, uh, hierarchy. Now we have a third. Major League Fishing announced on September the 11th a significant expansion beginning in 2019 with the goal of dramatically growing visibility and participation for the sport of fishing. They're going to have, a, and I'll break it down for you, really give you the Cliff Notes version, okay? There's going to be 80 guys invited to this eight-event tour with a championship, heightened payouts. Uh, of course, it's supported with Bass Pro Shops and Outdoor Sportsman's Group, which owns the Outdoor Channel. And it's a long, let's see here now. And some of the owners in it, some of the owners in Major League Fishing, Shaw Grigsby, Kevin Van Dam, Johnny Morris, Boyd Duckett, And this is done, according to them, to, you know, raise awareness of fishing, get more people involved. It's a huge thing on television. Unlike FLW and Bass, though, Major League Fishing does not have, at least it hasn't. Now, I'm sure that's going to change with this. But the Major League Fishing format is the anglers are told to get on a plane. They go to a lake they've never been to, with no prior knowledge. Their boats are there. Waiting on they get in and fish. And I think there are timed periods for you to fish. Every fish over a pound counts. So it's not your five biggest fish. You can go out there and catch 21 pounders for 20 pounds and beat the guy who's got four fish for 18. Essentially, that's where it really separates itself from bass and FLW. Gary Klein's part of it. And invitations went out. 80 invitations went out this week. There were meetings scheduled for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, several in the southeast, one in the Midwest. To those who got invitations, they're going to be asked to sign a three-year commitment. So it'll be a contract for them to remain on the MLF tour for three years. That's an upfront commitment. I know some guys that are going. I know I, I know from talking to some who will be going. I know from some social media posts, others that are going. I know some that didn't get an invitation or were expecting it. And like I said, I'm not going to go into names until everything's confirmed. And um, but yeah, MLF is is it's a CBS been on Discovery some, and like I said, it's got a huge. A huge following. Now, my biggest thing is if you don't, and I'm sure they're saying now they're going to have a launch, and but they won't have a weigh-in because everything is recorded on the water. It's catch and release. So as you pull it, pull it in the boat, it's weighed, entered, and it's gone back. So you don't have it, you don't have a weigh-in, so to speak. Those anglers, I think that that go MLF, I think are going to lose a lot of contact with their with the people that follow them. I mean, when you go to a 
a bass or an FLW event, I mean, you can, you know, get an autograph, see the guy weigh in, listen to him talk a little bit. I think, I think you're going to lose a lot of that unless they're, and there's, there's telling us that more details are coming. BPT says that a lot more details are forthcoming. Just give us time. So they're going to announce a schedule here in the next week or so, I think. And along with some other things, once they get the 80 field, uh, 80 guys in the field filled up. Like I said, boy, Doug, what, what was I going to say? That thought there just crossed my mind. Uh, I can't remember. What do we know so far? Okay. There's going to be 80 guys. Mm. Expansion of the ML, MLF model and supposedly offer pros a different competitive vehicle, increased payouts compared to what's available at Bass and FLW. It'll also serve as a feeder series for the MLF Cups, which continue to attract good-sized audiences on television. There again, television. Uh, it is going to shake things up. Time will tell if it's a good thing. I mean, you're going to have guys that are going to have to make choices based on sponsorships, based on money. Some of them are going to make it based on money. And there's a big conversation uh, about money in professional bass fishing. You know, basketball pros, football pros, golf pros. I mean, everybody fronts money to those guys. I mean, guys that fish the Elite Series and FLW, you pretty much have to raise your own sponsorship. Some of them are out of pocket, have other jobs. And they're saying, well, shouldn't professional fishing be like everything else where somebody else puts up all the money and the guys just show up to fish? And I think that's where this is trying to go, if I'm not mistaken. So the meetings are coming around this week. We'll know more in the next few weeks. I'm pretty sure Kevin Van Dam's going to go. Skeet Reese. I said I wasn't going to get into names. I know a couple of guys are going. All right. Uh, there have been some reactions around professional bass fishing. When the... Uh, I got that. Where is that one at? There's an article that broke. And there's rumors. I mean, the rumor mills are all over the place. Um, oh, God, I can't. It was off Texas Bass Nation or some some website that I just kind of ran across somewhere. I can't find that article. Save my life. Y'all excuse me. There was an article out there. Oh, here it is right here. Okay. WesternBass.com. When Bass announced their uh, tournament schedule, they announced a Western Swing, California Delta, Columbia River, Washington. And it's been a source of irritation some to some of the anglers, the cost of traveling out there, gas and all that. On the other respect, guys that live in the West, fish all seasons on the East, don't have, I'm sure they've complained and nobody's listened. So this was on westernbass.com that bass cancels the 2019 west coast events they have pulled the plug evidently on the california delta and columbia river now they'll have to replace those those both those events are in june so they're gonna have to come up with two places in june to go but uh somebody announced here bass announces cancel the two 2019 elite series events on the west coast Seems they were acting on the wishes of the majority of the pros. I know they did send around a survey. And that could be part of the concessions on Bass to try to keep a couple of guys from jumping ship to MLF. Who knows? 
So it's going to be interesting. But yeah, I think you're going. I think you're going to have. I think in the end, I think this is going to be a professional bass fishing kind of a black eye in the public because it's all about money. And bass fishing just a it's just an everybody enjoys sport for most people. But it's going to make some guys choose. You know, it's going to alienate some fans. I don't know. I'm kind of up in the air about it. I don't know. I have to see. But, yeah, that's it. So, big news. MLF or Bass Pro Tour is now going to be the third series. They've already coined themselves as the championships of champions or something like that. And we'll see how it works out. It'll be interesting to see who goes. As soon as I get a... As soon as I know who's on it, I'll get it to you. And one thing's for sure: with the meeting, with the tour out this week, and the meetings going on this weekend, and guys making choices, this Angler of the Year tournament in Georgia next weekend could be really s- strange if guys have already decided to go because they won't be fishing the classic. I doubt if they've chosen MLF. I could be mistaken, but I don't think. I don't know. Gosh, would Bass allow them to fish the Classic in February after they've jumped ship and gone to another one? Probably not. Going to be interesting. Going to be very interesting. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's move along. I was going to go deeper in that, but I'm not going to go deeper in that. You got the gist of it. Guys, we're out there. You know, Archery season started today. I know we had a, a talk with Jerry Widener last week. If you didn't tune in last week because it was or two weeks ago, Labor Day, can't remember now. Whatever. Oregon hunter in critical condition after hanging upside down from tree stand for two days. That was what Jerry and I talked about. Wear that harness, guys. Go buy you a lifeline, a harness. Stay attached to the tree from the moment you leave the ground to the moment you climb down. Because the six, the <laughs> a successful hunt is coming home tonight to your family. All right. Let's take a break. Back with more on the other side. to hold on to that one just a little bit longer. Got to get to the drums on that one. Welcome back. Last segment of the show for today. All right, let's let's just let's get in there. Okay. Waterfowl surveys are out for the 2018 breeding population. Mallards down 12% from last year. No. Yeah. Yep. Down 12%. Gadwall's down 31%. Widgeon up 2%. Greenwing teal down 16%. Bluewing teal down 18%. Pentails down 18%. Northern shovelers down 3%. Redheads down 10%. Canvasbacks down 10%. Scalp down 9%. Now, it's not all bad. That's just the trend. That's the difference from 2017 to 18 breeding populations. In waterfowl hunting, we have what's called the long term average of where we'd like for waterfowl to be. Mallards are still up to 17%. Gadwall up 43%. Widgeon up 8%. Greenwing teal up 42%. Blue wing teal up 20%, 27%. 
Pentails down 40% from the long-term average. Um, that's not good. One of the, one of my, the fav, my favorite ducks to hunt. Pentails. Shovelers are up 62%. Redheads up 38%. Canvasbacks up 16%. Scopper down 20 but they've been down. They're just, they're tough. That, that's that. They live big water. The zebra mussels have really, I think, done a number on them. But, uh, so good, good outlook for duck season if you're anywhere other than South Carolina. <laughs> I had to put that in there. I love South Carolina. We just don't have ducks. Well, we have ducks. Certain places. Certain places. It's tough for the average guy to go out there and find some ducks. You have to put your time in. It can be done. It's just not as, just not as available as, as some of the other places around the country to go. And I ran across this and this just, there have been several things this week or this weekend that have really ticked me off. And I'm sorry. I'm not normally one of those guys. I'm a half full, a glass half full at, uh, but, but two things just caught me. And just got me the wrong way. One, I was I was scrolling through. There's now an app for your phone, something called Buck Score App. And a lot of you techie people go, "Oh, Buck Score App!" Huh? Supposedly, it scores your deer on the hoof. You can I don't know, take a picture of what whatever, and it measures the tine links and everything. I don't understand. It. I don't seriously. I don't want to understand it. When I go deer hunting, it's because I want to get out in the woods. I don't have trail cameras because I want to be surprised when I see a doe. You know, I don't want to make an appointment with a deer. I want to go enjoy being outside, being away from technology as much as I can get away from technology. And now we've gone so far as to having an app. Are we are we so tied to how big you can get that we've lost sight of what actually deer hunting and being in the woods is all about? Uh, I don't know. That's a that's a good question. Everybody's got to make their decisions for themselves. But for me, I don't I don't want to know what's out there. I do want to know. I take that back. I, I want to make sure Bigfoot's not out there. Bigfoot, Wayne Doodles, Wookalars, you know, stuff my granddaddy used to tease me about being in the woods when I was a little kid. I, I want to make sure those aren't out there. But I don't I don't care about an app to score my deer. You know. Just a thought as deer season rolls around, you know, where are you? You know, how are we, are we, are we, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to rain on anybody's party. I'm going to stop right there. The other thing that really got me, somebody shared this, I guess you call it Mimi, M-E-M-E, M-E-M-E's, whatever, meme. Okay. When somebody asked if you bow hunt, son, I've killed more deer than CWD. I sat through a CWD presentation by Dr. Grant Woods last Saturday morning, and this is just not funny. Sorry. Somebody unfriended me over this. I saw it, and I was like, do you know anything about CWD? You know, because CWD kills every deer it infects. It is incurable at this moment. There's no positive test for it while the deer is alive. There's one after it's dead, and, you know, Grant shared a little thing in, in 2016, 2017. Gosh, I forget how many hunters hunted in these two, these 
four or five counties in Wisconsin. They were from 40 different states, I think is what it was. So, and, and you know, it's transmitted from deer to deer. So those guys could have taken CWD prions back to their homelands if they took the whole carcass back. A lot of states and a lot of counties now, you have, if you kill the deer there, it has to be deboned right there. The only thing you can take is the meat and antlers and skull cap because it spread. So this just did not make, it was just not funny at all. My old man said, I'm just showing through here, but yeah. You know, when you get you get where projected infection rates are 40%, 50%, those deer herds are not going to last very long, are they? It's fatal within two to three years, maybe four. So we're going to, Grant's agreed to come back. We're going to do this. I tried to actually tape that segment, that uh, talk he gave last Saturday, but my voice recorder died halfway through. So I got half of it, not enough. So those two things, I'm sorry, I'm the old man in the crowd. I don't need an app to score my deer before I shoot it. I don't need game cameras because I go into the woods to get away from it all. I don't want a technology ruling my deer hunting. You know, sorry. I just want to go have fun. I want to go watch the woods wake up. If I see something, fine. You know, we go through, we eat about two deer a year in my house. Maybe a little more on some years, less on the others. I got to feed them with the... Future son-in-law, I'm going to be eating more venison as it goes along. <laughs> Got to feed the guy, but uh, you know, I don't. I don't need. I don't need antlers. I don't need. I don't need technology to help me deer hunt. I enjoy it just like it is. Okay, sorry about that. <clears throat> Here's a good one for you. Midlands hunter kills giant Santee gator, 13 feet over a thousand pounds. Jeremy Sheely of Primary and Chapin's Hunter Neely killed a giant alligator in the swamps of Santee on South Carolina's opening day of the 2018 season. The gator measured 13 feet 2 inches and weighed 1,012 pounds. <laughs> wow. They go on to talk about this as a sportsman uh, written by Brian Cope, friend of mine and, and member of Scope. Uh, <laughs> said it just took the hook. Sank down to the bottom and stayed there. Um, doesn't say how long. Does it say how long they got it? They probably fought this one for a while. Doesn't say how long. But, um, yeah, that's a big gator. I'm sure everybody heard about the alligator that killed the lady on Hilton Head back a few weeks ago. I think I was in Alaska when that happened. Uh, there again, you know, it's tough. Dog's a dog. In the end, but you hate to hear about any of that. Really do. Got an article here about two hunters attacked by a bear out in Jacksonville, Wyoming. I may get to that next week. If uh, if you want to be proactive, and by proactive I mean we just read off the the uh, waterfowl numbers for the 2018 season. Landowners can apply now for wood duck boxes from the Department of Natural Resources. This is a August 31st story. A limited number of free wood duck boxes will again be available to private landowners and other qualified applicants this fall through a partnership between the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources and the state chapter Ducks Unlimited. Interested individuals can apply for the available boxes via the DNR website. Up to five boxes per applicant will be available for distribution throughout the state. The application deadline is November 1, 2018. All applicants will be notified as to the status of their application by January. 
you will be applied a wood duck box and predator shield. Each box requires a 4x4x10 four four post along with the, with the hardware for mounting the box and predator shield. Post and hardware may be purchased at local lumber yards and home improvement stores. Yes. The wood duck is the most important species to South Carolina waterfowl enthusiasts and is the only duck for which we can effectively manage production habitat throughout all the geographic regions of the state. If you don't know, wood ducks like cavities. They're a cavity nester. And there's only a limited amount of cavities across the state for wood ducks to nest in. So, therefore, we uh, we have these wood duck boxes. I'm going to use them out of cypress wood and, you know, stick them up if you have water where you can, uh, where you can benefit wildlife. Wood duck. It's a, the wood duck is one of those great conservation stories happened right here in South Carolina. I mean, they were they were getting way down. And through efforts like this one, you now have wood ducks everywhere. It's a great duck. It's a beautiful duck. I encourage you, if you've never seen one, go to a swamp in January. Any standing water, especially if it has acorns. That's a cool story. Wood ducks, look it up. Oh, let's see here now. Women in hunting, great thing. Oyster recycling, yeah. Oh, here's a good one. This one came up. Selling Santee Cooper could put Lake Moultrie Marion at risk if taxpayers don't pony up. That's one we'll get to. That ties into that uh, the nuclear snafu down in uh, Ridgeville. Can hunters and non-hunters honor shared values? I think we can. Sport fishing in America, an economic force for conservation. Speaking of conservation, there's a story out of Washington. Uh, the House has passed... Um, there's a an amendment to the Pittman-Robertson Act modernization bill. The, the Pittman-Robertson Fund modernization bill actually passed the House of Representatives on a voice vote and uh, now needs the Senate action. And what it does is it frees up some of the some of the restrictions on where that money can be spent. It's a good one. I'm going to get B. Frederick to come in on that. He's a uh, He's my contact with the South with the Congressional Sportsman's Foundation. But that's just some of the stuff I didn't get to today. Uh, Patrick Walters went in today. I can't get it to come up on my website, on the Facebook, on the Internet. But Patrick Walters was leading day two at Douglas Lake. I interviewed him, interviewed him this past summer. He had bought a boat just for this tournament, a little aluminum boat. Pretty good stuff. Oh, the monarchs are, the monarch butterflies are migrating. If you see them, take advantage. They're always here. Hey, make time to get out there. It's fall. Take tobaccos when you can. Look at the leaves. Stop and take some pictures. Don't forget the camera and the binoculars. Back next week with more Woods and Water, South Carolina. Carolina.